theme song. Hello, folks. Welcome back. Hi. Hi there. This is my podcast. This is the Space Boat One podcast. Why is it called that? Because I like space and boats. Uh, my name is Josh Levin, and welcome. Welcome to the next, I don't know, I guess we're going to go for about an hour. This is me starting the podcast brand new again. What's up, everybody? Um, hey, sit back, relax, turn your car on autopilot and just listen. <laughs> Or wherever you happen to be, I don't know, in traffic or at home playing video games or or at work doing other menial tasks. Hopefully not procrastinating, but you know what? It would actually warm my heart a little bit if you were procrastinating a bit just on my behalf. Anyways, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. This week, it, I, I don't actually have a guest this week. It is just me talking talking for like an hour at you, but hey, it seems to have worked okay so far, so we're just going to continue with that pattern. Actually, I like this a little bit. I like sort of alternating guest, then me, then guest, then me. It's kind of fun. Anyways, yeah, so it wasn't last week awesome. We had uh, Elliot Ryan. Me and Elliot got to kind of hash it out and talk about a bunch of stuff, and uh, and yeah, it was really good. Uh, um, <laughs> he told a story about he shit it, how he shit his pants one time, which was... I was quite happy that he shared that story. I, I love, I mean, should I get into that? I love that kind of story. Like, uh, I, I like gross stories. I like embarrassing stories. Uh, I mean, I know um, that's not everybody's cup of tea, so I guess those people have already quit listening to my podcast, basically, already, because, I mean, you know what's coming. <laughs> Um, but actually, uh, my other podcast is slightly more clean. That's the, the not not just mine, but uh, the one I share with uh, my good buddy Ryan Kirkby. Um, we talk about like more like video games and um, I don't know movies and stuff that we watch. And so, it, and we actually have a clean tag on that one. So, although it sometimes still gets tends to get a little bit gross too. But hey, sorry. What do we want to talk about this week? Well, let's see. We, um, I should always, I, I mean, every week I'll talk about ratfish because ratfish is like sort of happening and going on. So, um, it was pretty awesome. Last week, um, I guess I was, I'll still, I'm still on that high of having one instead of the night. Um, it means more than it probably should mean to me. Like, like I feel, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, it, but I did enjoy it. I did get, uh, enjoy winning set of the night and then getting a, spe- a spot on Thursday, which um, I didn't do terribly. So I'm I'm, hap- I'm happy with that. And then, so that was last last week, and then this Monday I don't I'm not really paying attention to which the, the actual dates they were, but this Monday was Ratfish again, and I went you know open mic again. Um, not quite as good. I mean that's that's the thing about performances. Um, when you do your best, you sort of hit a peak, and then you know you have you want to try and follow it up, and you might not necessarily get quite as quite as do quite as well. But I still did okay, so I'm happy with it. And yeah, and, and I'm enjoying the open mic, and I saw lots of interesting, exciting, <laughs> cool people there too. Um, this week, uh, Hanuk, I think he's done this before. He he hosted the um, the open mic on Monday. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun, and um, <laughs> I some people give him a hard time for not doing well, but uh, you know what? I think all the comedians had fun, and and the audience members had fun also. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it worked. I think it was good. Um, 
who did I see there? I saw, well, do I need to uh, talk about all the people I saw? Yes, I do. Well, I'll talk about a couple of them, I guess. I'll just mention a couple who I, who I thought were particularly funny that night. Shane Priestley I thought was really funny um, that night. This was on Monday. Um, and uh, who was also there? Sean Proudlove was there, and he, he there was a... The extension cord was the the star of the evening. There was an extension cord that I don't know somebody like a, the janitor or somebody had put up on the um, up like hung sort of on the wall kind of like I don't know why they put it there. Maybe it was in preparation of putting up some Christmas lights or something, but no Christmas lights. <laughs> but it was just sort of so there's a, an extension cord on the wall sort of behind the stage where everybody can kind of see it and kind of think about oh that's weird. And then a couple of comedians sort of addressed it. Somebody took it down. Somebody put it back up. I think it was David Bruce put it back up. Or, Anyways, yeah, there was that. And then Sean, at the end of the night, he tied it into a noose or kind of like a something that looked like a noose anyways. Um, yeah, and he put it around his neck. And that's the kind of comedy we have at Ratfish. Um yeah, Sean Proudlove. And um, I think who won set of the night? Oh, it was Matt Baskey who won set of the night. I'm I want to get Matt Baskey on the show. I think I mentioned that before. I want to I want to have him as a guest because I don't I saw something about him that I liked and I was like yeah okay, let's try for that. Um, so yeah, that's hopefully happening happening soon. Uh, speaking of future guests, I also I talked to Shane and I he did say that he would do the podcast, so that's probably going to happen also in the future. So you can look forward to an interview with me and Shane Priestley. That's going to be good. That's um, I <laughs> I feel like that's a long time in coming. Like I should have had Shane on a lot earlier, but. Um, I was just doing my own thing, and I still am just doing just doing whatever I feel like. That's how I roll. <laughs> but yes, we're gonna have, and, and it's gonna be, um, yeah, it's gonna be. I think we're gonna learn a few things too about the stand-up, about what Victoria stand-up is really like. Um, not that we haven't already from, but our, our from our guests already. But I think I think it's gonna be good. Um, yeah, all those guests I've had so far have been really good, but. We're going to have some more good guests. And then, you know, it's it's a new year coming up. So, you know, I have lots, uh, all kinds of ideas. Um, I mean, pretty much everybody I meet at this point, like I'll tell you, this is the, the mindset you get into if you do something like a podcast is almost every social interaction you have, you're like, I wonder how this person would be on a podcast as a podcast guest. Because, you know, yeah, like I've said before, I, I, don't, I don't think of podcast guests as just being just comedians or just successful people or just this and that. It's just whoever I happen to meet that I'm like, oh, I, this is a good connection. You're an interesting person. So so that's kind of how I approach the podcast <laughs> as far as guests go. And of course, I like to keep it like, like not too many guests because, hey, you and me, we have this connection now This of me talking, talking into the microphone and then you later on, you hearing it. So um, me and my little audience... <laughs> But no, I'm not that you're little people, but that there's not too many of you. Although you know, if you wanted to fix that, there is somebody who you who can 
you know, that's supposed to be the audience's job is to be the word of mouth people who spread the podcast. Anyways, am I doing a good enough job of being entertaining and wanting you to spread this by word of mouth? Possibly not. So, what can we do about that? What we, what, uh, what, what, what? <laughs> okay, maybe I should take a breath. <laughs> oh, take a breath. Okay, deep breath, and we're back. I, sometimes I take those pauses out, like when in editing, but yeah, that takes time also, so I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Um, oh, and there was a guy, there's a, a strange person, and this is always fun to talk about on the <laughs> on the podcast, there's a guy named Shoy, who apparently was, used to do open mics, and used to do comedy, of, like, some time ago, and he was gone for a long time, and then he, he came back, um, and he is a very, what's interesting about him is his, he has sort of a bubbly, flashy personality off stage, like, he's, and he's very quick to laugh, so he's almost like a clown off stage, like he's like really goofy. Um, on stage, he's he's a little bit, he's got a little bit of that too. Um, he's a, he's got the energy that we that I keep talking about. Um, Steve McMath sort of trying to trying to ramp up to. Again, with the Steve, with I I don't know how this how long this sort of high energy persona is gonna last for him. Because um, I said before, I was like, oh, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's trying something out. This is what open mics are for. He's trying out a new way of telling jokes, and, and it's like, woo, woo. That's what he does. He goes, uh, what, what did he do? He, like, goes, woo, or something like that. And then finger guns, <laughs> makes that noise and shoots finger guns. Um, but then, like, last open mic, I saw him kind of slip back into just normal Steve, just kind of doing his normal jokes, um, or his normal voice, and talking, commenting on things in the room, so I think, I think that might be slipping a little bit, just, this is my, this is my tearing Steve apart, tearing, tearing apart his, nitpicking apart his performance on my podcast, (laughs) not that any of this, don't take any of what I say with any kind of seriousness, because I'm not, I'm not serious. But let's talk. Let's pick apart Shoy a little bit. No, I don't know. He's got a little bit of that same like sort of the energy that almost feels a little bit forced. I mean, let's be honest. It seems a little bit, a little bit fake. Um, but at op- that's why you do it at the open mic because you want to try it out. You want to you see how far you can push, and then get somewhere exciting or something like that. So yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, like, pushing and, and, like, I don't know, adding energy to things, I wanted to mention, um, I, I think part of the reason why I succeeded on Monday was actually because of a prompt from, from David Bruce, uh, which he had said at some point in the evening, he just came up to me and he said, he said, you need to be less monotone and less, um, less all on the same level in church do some ups and downs in terms of energy and stuff, and then because of that, like, I had, I hadn't decided what I was going to do for my three minutes, and then because of that, I was like, well, okay, I'll take that advice, and what I'll do with it is, because I have a particular set that I, that sort of can add in some ups and downs, and some voices, and some emotion, and some different, you know, some of that, and then that seemed to work out for me, and so... 
I think that that advice was good. Although there are still times I'll I'll speak about like when I do stand up comedy, when I do go on and do like a set. There are times when I feel like I'm responding to the audience and basically I'm letting them take me wherever it needs to go. And I actually feel them pushing me down more and more into that monotone voice. And maybe, perhaps, it's something I should resist. But at the same time, thats I think that's a skill that I have to go in the direction of, is sort of listening to the audience and where they're responding from and sort of and take the, that cue from them. Um, and I think that should, in theory, that should lead to better, bigger laughs and whatever. Um, rather than sort of trying to overpower them and steer them in the direction I want to go. Although, now that I say it that way, like, out loud, um, that's also good, too, because, you know, a lot of stand-up comics will be like, you know, they they really take charge of that room, and they really, like, no, you're going to laugh at this way because I say, and then they do. Um, but I, there's probably a happy medium in there somewhere where, yes, you're, you are listening and you are, like, you know, you're not just going off on your own thing. Um, but at the same time, you're in control of them. So, I don't know. That's a that's a skill that just takes, like, there's no way to do it, no way to get good at that other than just doing it and over and over again. So, yeah, that's stand-up comedy for you. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, but it worked. And then I did a yeah, different set on the, the, the following Thursday after that. And that, that was like, that was last week now. I'm recording this on Thursday, headed to another um, select show tonight. I think it's... Is it, Am I correct in saying it's the last one of the season? And at the time of recording this, I don't actually know who's going to be hosting, but I guess we'll find out. The last... The last mic of 2015. Did I say 2014? 2015. Oh, and then we got to start getting used to writing down 2016 on all our the things that we write things on. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have this note written down for what I want to talk about on the podcast. It says, you want to be the superlative of the show. Because I remember a while back, I think on, on this podcast, when I had Sam Lee on the show, he's like, okay, you know, sort of have it in your mind as your goal is to be the best on the show or the funniest on the show, I think is what he said. Um, and that's a good, you know, that's that's really cool to have in mind. And even if you, you know, obviously you can't necessarily, and not everybody can be the best, and, you know, all your good friends and people you admire are also on the show. So, yeah, I mean, but it's still something to shoot for. And every, if everybody's shooting the, to be the best, then still, you know, probably you're going to have a good show out of it. Anyways, yeah, he was saying be the funniest on the show. Um, but it also occurred to me that sometimes you might want to be the most, something on the show. You want to be the superlative of some kind. Possibly even, although this is probably wrong, but possibly even the worst on the show, because you're like uh, you're like if you're the worst on the show then you have the most incentive to get better, rather than being sort of middle of the pack and be like, eh, good enough don't have to work hard. But if you're the worst on the show, then you have like gotta work, gotta get better at it. Right, and then people also will notice like that guy was really they'll remember you well de- depending what we mean by worst, um but if you're worst as in like basically forgetting things and screwing up punchlines and and um 
just throwing out like dumb stuff. I guess it's hard to say about like if you if you go gross or dark without necessarily having punchlines, that could be construed as the worst on the show. Like just basically turning people off with talking about like bodily fluids, everybody, <laughs> and then no joke, and then just yeah, just I I just made you think of bodily fluids for no reason. So, so I guess that's your problem. <laughs> um. Uh, no, I guess there's there's a lot of different ways to be the worst on the show. So is what I'm saying. Um, but there's also a lot of different ways to be the most something on the show. And I remember like a couple. This might be three, four weeks ago even. Um, but Shane, it's I think it's Shane at some point because he and Darcy had just gone one after another. Shane and Darcy had just followed each other. I can't. Remember. I think it must have been Darcy than Shane because Shane would was then able to comment on it. And he's like, yeah, it's great that you put the two saddest comedians on one after another, except maybe Josh Trelevin, he said. Oh, thank you, Shay. Um, I don't know why I even still remember that, but, well, it was in the notes about being superlative. So, yeah, but, yeah, but it occurs to me that, yeah, being the saddest on the show, that actually might be worth something. That might be some kind of valuable statement. I don't know. It might be, yeah, because uh, people will remember, or, you, or or in the case of, like, Patrick Salombier being the tallest on the show. Like, that's worth something. Or being, in the case of Jim Schmidt, being the handsomest on the show. Or being the angriest, or the loudest. But, <laughs> I don't know if that's the best thing. But anyways, yeah. Sort of, if you give somebody, like, an adjective to work with, like, and I'm a big fan, fan big, I'm a big fan of um, superlatives. I like, I like having favorites and bests, and this is the best that, and this is the awesome is that. I love it. Another topic I wanted to bring up. Let's bring up a new topic. Um, sometimes you have a, like, you have a bit of a split crowd, I've noticed. Like, in, in stand-up comedy, so, like, the, I think the best crowds are when they're sort of all together, and they're all, like, on the same page, and then you, you can sort of read that much of the crowd, and you can, um, yeah, you can, like I was t saying about listening to where they seem to be at and where they want you to go, um, you can, f you can follow that. You can basically do, okay, you know, I'm a, <laughs> your wish is my command. I'll do, you know, this funny thing for you that you seem to like. You like it when I, when I go into this particular voice mode, so we're going to just keep on doing that and you're, we're all going to have a great time. But the same, sometimes there are crowds that are kind of split and you have one or two people or maybe, Maybe even just one person who's who is a big laugher, but they don't laugh at the same things that the rest of the room laughs at. That I don't know. That really throws throws me off a little bit. So I'm yeah I'm, I'm wondering like there might be a way to deal with that. Like I've I've seen at this point now when I see other stand-up comics, sometimes they will address the fact that like they'll just just say hey this side of the room seems to be different than this side of the room or something like that or this side of the room loved that joke but this side not so much and i don't know if addressing that i think that might just in the fact that you say it you you sort of bring it to light that the room is sort of mixed i think that actually does get them to listen to each other a little bit like to listen to the rest of the room and i think that might actually sync up the room a little bit like that if you make a mention of something like oh is this room not all you know not united so i'm thinking i'll i'm gonna try 
listening for that and this is my notes to sell basically my self notes for what I try at the next stand up open mic is is um yeah you want I want to try and take note of which of whether the entire room is laughing or whether there's just sections and if I can somehow um steer that into get the room back together so that they're all on the same page so that there's cuz I yeah I get the feeling that with with that sort of one guy who's like off, you know, a little bit to the side maybe, um, and he's like laughing really loud at like different things of the rest of the room. Um, if you mention something, like he's obviously engaged with you, like because he's listening and he's laughing at the things you say. So that's that's not necessarily a problem. But then he's not. Then the other people are engaged with you in on a different level. So it's, so it's like you have these different limbs out into the audience, basically. Like, here's a limb out into that guy, here's a limb out into that guy. And then you want to bring them all. Ideally, you want them to build limbs, have limbs to each other, which is just listening to each other laugh. But that's, I mean, that's important in stand-up comedy is having other people laugh around you. Um, and that's really good. Uh you get a good audience that way when they all when they kind of listen and we get audiences that are kind of used to being at shows stand-up shows comedy shows um they know where they know where a good time to laugh is and and they seem to they seem to lead other people other members of the audience in terms of when when you should laugh and uh what else can we talk about folks can we talk about I have in my notebook that uh, getting drunk reduces your age by 10 years. I'm not sure what that means. Get, getting drunk reduces your age by 10 years. Um, so I guess when you're, yeah, when you're 19 or 20 year old, years old and you get drunk, I guess you turn into a 10-year-old or 9-year-old. I don't know, and you start running around and looking for playground equipment to play on. I don't know. Uh, when you're 30 and drunk, I guess you get real philosophical and I, I haven't figured it out. Drunk 40-year-olds yell at their kids. I guess is what I have written down. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that doesn't make much sense because you you, people yell at their kids when they're 30 or 40. I think it's about the same. And I have nothing for drunk 50-year-olds because they've become 40-year-olds, which are pretty much 50-year-olds. I don't know. That's that's a bit I'm working on, I guess. I thought I would... I thought one other thing I wanted to mention about... Um, stand-up comedy is I was talking about um, who was it that was oh Daniel Belkin was experimenting with moving the mic microphone away from his face and like far away and trying to speak loud and stuff and part of that being like because improv which Daniel does and and I have also done a little bit of is um, it, it's a little bit more theater related and it's also a, a form where you wander around the stage and walk around a little bit and so there's this uh, you don't have this um it's difficult to to mic a person who's moving in all different directions around a stage and stuff it's possible like you can do lapel mics and stuff like that but it seems to be tradition in improv to be a little bit more like theater and just sort of project your voice out there into the crowd whereas um, stand-up is definitely more often mic'd and if you are going to be a little bit more of an animated um, 
a performer or if you're like playing an arena or something with a really big stage, a theater or something, you're just one person on a theater stage, then you will have a lapel mic to let you sort of move around and make use of the stage. But you will never necessarily, um, you're never going to be trying to project your voice out into the crowd and audience and stuff like that. So that's a um, little thing. But I also noticed... Um, Sometimes this can be used very to comedic effect because we uh, there's a joke that Darcy is currently working Darcy Collins in, in Victoria a Victoria comedian uh, who we heard a little bit on on the Evan Mumford the Evan Mumford episode we heard him call in but he's doing a bit where he 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 takes he's done this for a while now actually he will take the mic away from his face and he'll just yell out something so I think it's about his his friend who's wondering if his dad is home so he he yells out um like he stops whatever he's doing he yells out dad are you there dad like that and then so yeah in order to show that darcy will take the mic away like he's talked normally into the mic and then takes it away and looks around dad kind of yelled out i don't know it's a, and it seems to work as a it's another it's another way to do a character it's another way to make your voice a little bit different. Um, and it's like what David Bruce was telling me about um, not being so monotone and like trying to you know move things around. So that seems to really work. And, and people seem to like voices and they like characters and they like story and they like drama. Like as much as people like, you know, in stand-up comedy, we, we have some stand-up snobs who are like, if you're not making them laugh, then you're not doing your job. But I do find that in stand-up comedy, like we occasionally have people who move off into like less, not just you know joke territory, but actually like characters and voices and and just in, an impression or a funny noise, not even a funny noise, just a different noise, and that seems to that se- people seem to respond to that. Like audience seem to like that. Often it's laughing, so that's a good thing. That's basically what you're trying for, anyways. Um, but you wouldn't necessarily think it was just you know it was a joke, but it seems to work. So, yeah, that's that's what that is. <laughs> um, what did we talk about? We talked about. I already talked about Shoy having good energy, high energy, good energy, being a funny guy. Um, and it's weird because yeah, it, it, he's got the energy. I don't know if he's connecting really with the audience at this point, but I feel like once he does, it's really gonna. Um, to spark, um, it's really gonna work. They're gonna love him, and he, he's the kind of guy that, that it's easy to hate as a, a stand-up comic, as something because because he, he's got this, he's he's annoying basically. He's got this annoying personality, um, and and if you're, I don't know if he's listening now, but Joy, if you're listening, I don't know. Uh, hey, what's up? This is my podcast. What do you think? <laughs> where I shit on all the other comedians. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the kind of act that is going to like really connect with um, audiences. And they're, it's, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, but, but I haven't seen it yet. So I talk a lot about like how, oh, this, this guy, uh, Steve McBath, he's really going to blow up. He's going to be great. And <laughs> I, but I don't know. That's just what I think. I'm just, remember, all of this is just my opinion and it doesn't mean anything. Well, let's talk about let's talk about what's coming up this this weekend. Let's talk about what we're, we're excited about what I'm excited about um, tonight. Ratfish, I think I mentioned that already. Uh, it is Thursday as I record this, so it probably won't actually go up before. Yeah, before I get to Ratfish. So yeah, sorry about that. Um, sorry about yeah. Am I sorry? Hmm. 
Let me talk about how sorry am I about missing episodes. I guess I'm not really that sorry. I'm kind of, I'm a little sorry. I wish I had, I, I do regret it. I, I should have, in the last couple of days I had enough time, I should have recorded the episode earlier this week. Um, but I didn't. And I put it off. And there's nothing I can do about it now, so, yeah. I guess, I guess that's fine. Um, but anyways, Friday and Saturday the, of this week also, which hopefully this will be uploaded by Friday. Um, Friday and Saturday at Hecklers is um, Daryl Lennox is going to be at Hecklers, and they have a, I think they have a special promotion going on. You'll have probably have to look it up to get more details on it. Like look it up on the internet on you know the Facebook page for Facebook page for Hecklers. Um, but I believe there is some sort of free show option that you can get for watching Daryl Lennox um, because they want to get new people out, new like new fans out new comedy, people who don't normally see comedy in Victoria, so I think that's going to be, I think it's it's going to be a really good show, Daryl Lennox, I have actually seen him perform, and now one time, and was very funny, and uh, definitely recommend going in, like, for anybody to go see him, he's like, you know, one of these, you know, an actual comedian, as opposed to the open micers um, that we, that I always talk about, who I, who I love so much, but, the, yeah, the open mic, um, in Victoria. Um, also on this, oh, not this Sunday, Sunday the 27th, so that's like two weeks from now, basically, um, Katie Ellen Humphreys is going to be um, in town and doing the, the VEC, that's the Victoria Event Center, and then after that, there's going to be another open mic, so I'm hoping to be able to make it to that, but I actually, I don't don't know if I'm going to be able to, but that's, you know, more stuff coming up, um, in the new, well, even more stuff coming up, the Mint, (laughs) I can't keep, I don't know, I I have no idea how the Mint is going to go, like, you know, go off and be good, but I think it will, but I'm looking forward to it either way, uh, that's, uh, that's starting January on every Wednesday uh, in Victoria, um, another thing, yeah, I should mention this. I went to um, I went to the Paper Street Theater, uh, another improv show uh, last night, which was Wednesday night. It was their uh, Lethal Christmas. Um, you know, they're doing a, a run of Lethal Christmas shows called Lethal Christmas, an improvised Christmas action movie um, play, <laughs> uh, and it was so fun, so enjoyable. Just really, it was super good. It was. Um, because uh, lethal like Christmas movie is you know sort of lethal weapon no lethal weapon yeah lethal, lethal weapon and Die Hard and I I don't know if lethal weapon I think it's a Christmas movie but also so is Die Hard I think Die Hard is the the sort of er example the the main example of the Christmas action movie um, where it's an action movie that takes place sort of at Christmas, and then they took that and did an improv play version with, you know, with fighting and wrestling and guns and shooting people and, uh, um, car chases and running chases, uh, and they had this, this trope, I don't know if they did this, like, decided in rehearsal or whatever to do, to throw in, like, I don't, this is something I don't know about, um, the improv too much, but they had this scene where they, they had one car chase scene 
where they have the people in the one car are on one side of the stage and the people in the other car on the other side of the stage and they're both facing forward so it's almost like a split screen and they can do this because they have uh, they have lighting so they have a spotlight on one car and a spotlight on the other car in quotation which is just you know theater chairs but next to each other so it's like that um as always have you ever noticed too like when you do an in an improv scene when you do a car you the people in the car always sit like really close to each other whereas like in a real car you probably have you have like a you know the gear shift and stuff in between the two of you like you have a little bit of space and so I don't know why everybody is always eager to like put the chairs right next to each other for the car scene. Um, but it, I think it works for a theater space, especially if you have like a smaller stage and then you're trying to do like two cars, two car scenes like in a split screen because, uh, yeah, you're running out of space soon enough. But anyways, the thing what, that they did about the cars is they would they would do very rapid changes and they'd flip the seats around and they'd be like, okay, here's the car, here's the view from the back and because they're like leaning out the back of the car and shooting and stuff. So it was very, it was very fun just to see them because we could see them like actually pick up the chairs and move them around. That was half the fun of it and just seeing the stagecraft and the, the fact that, well, stagecraft, just the fact that they are at the same time as acting in a story, they're also like sort of telling a story and they're like you know the audience we feel as an audience we're in on it we're like oh yeah you know you're doing that okay cool you're you know just playing you know it's a play it's, it's of course it's not real but it's really fun so and there was a couple they added a couple other little kind of gags like that that I felt like I don't know if they were entirely improvised like I felt like some of them they thought okay we if we need to do a car chase scene we can we have this thing available to us now we all know how to do it um, and say, similarly, they had like a running chase scene where they ran after each other. So they would have they did a split screen where they're both running on either side of the screen, like uh, either side of the stage, and facing towards the audience, sort of running in place. So that it looked like we were watching sort of a split. Yeah, this person in front, this person behind. And then they could do fun little gags about like how like the person in front could like turn around and shoot the gun behind them, and the person on the other side would like dodge it or they would throw things, or they would leap a gap, and then it would take a few like minutes, and then the other person would leap a gap after that. So that's that's lethal Christmas. That's what Paper Street has been up to. And and they had a very, some very good lines, and they had lots of, you know, every character, every, like, all the players, they all chose a very sort of memorable character. Like, they had, like, a, I guess, like a deadbeat dad that worked as his zookeeper who was for some reason had a gun <laughs> and um he was a zookeeper and then there was like somebody stole some wolves and shot some of the others like killed some of the other zookeepers so he was like yeah I had to I had to get revenge and get the wolves back and so on so on and so forth and then he had his daughter had a recital that he had to get to or something at the end so he was like a Christmas recital so and then one of the players is actually playing the daughter, and the daughter got kidnapped by the bad guy. Bad guy, and I'm telling you the whole story. Um, there's still, if if you haven't already caught it, there's still time to catch the show Friday and Saturday. There's still time to catch this one. But of course, Paper Street always does new, you know, uh, cool uh, improv like sets um, just all the time. So if you don't catch this one, you can always catch the next one. It'll be. It'll be just good. Just letting you know. Just that's what I saw. Um, 
Oh, and one other thing that I, I keep forgetting to promote because I actually I don't really have time to get to, but Victoria tonight. This this is on the twentieth. So this is this coming Sunday at at the Ratfish at Ratfish Lounge or Heckler's upstairs. Um, it is the show featuring Sam Lee, friend of the show and one-time guest of of this of our show, Spaceboat One, is doing. Um, uh, it is Sam Lee, it is Patrick Boyle, it is um, Shane Priestley, and I think it's Dave Atwood from um, Dave Atwood, <laughs> you know, you know, the magician guy from Victoria, who has his own podcast. If you don't already listen to that, it's the Dave Atwood Show um, on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are sold. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's also in Ratfish at Sun on Sunday at Ratfish, and that's going to be a blast. I probably I probably won't be at that one. Just gotta be, I don't know. Just gotta. <laughs> I don't know how many of these shows I'm actually gonna be at, but just, just letting you know that cool stuff happens in Victoria and it's awesome. Um, I don't know. Let's also talk about real life a little bit. Um, I was cleaning the gutters today. <laughs> today, yesterday, did a little bit of um gutter gutter work on the you know house houses have gutters that get full of leaves and. Uh, pine needles and junk and shit, and I was, yeah, okay, so I did that, that was, that was my life, and, uh, but I was thinking about the, um, I don't know, I, I, like, I was just thinking how inconsiderate it is of the trees to, uh, to shed their pine needles on the, on the house, and like, you know, you trees, you jerks, um, but then I was thinking, I noticed, like, you know, um, mixed in amongst the needles and dirt and leaves, there's also these, um, you know, the maple leaf, the maple helicopter seeds, which are pretty cool. Um, and then I was like, you know, kind of in a way that's not that great because that's like basically the trees like jizzing all over like everything with like helicopters. But I mean, I got to be honest, like if if I had helicopter semen, then I would probably should want to throw it all over houses also. I'm just saying, if I had little helicopters on my, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I also think like that's like the highlight of a a maple tree's life is like uh, I think it's pretty boring, but like you start off with it's pretty awesome. Like you're a you're like a little helicopter and you like fly all over. You can get blown all over the place and see different things. You're probably thinking that you're gonna set out to be like a pretty awesome. Uh, plant you think oh is this the life that i'm gonna live this is great fly over and but then you know you just you land somewhere and then you uh you sprout and you turn into a tree and then that that's your life from then on you're just in that one spot and then as animals pee on you eat your leaves bugs get in you and, but yeah you have the best time of your life was when you were that little helicopter spinning around i don't know I guess at some point you can make new helicopters and you can throw them around and shoot them at things. But really, yeah, I think the best... Uh, the part that I think would be the best about being a maple tree would be just being that, that helicopter seed. I don't know. That, those are the kinds of things I think about people. I don't know what you think about your spare time. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. Should I talk about Christmas at all? Christmas coming up? I guess I, I can talk about it in as much as I don't think Christmas is that 
I don't know, I'm not that big of a Christmas person. I like Christmas, and I do celebrate it, and I buy presents when I have money for my family and um, friends. Well, not so much friends, not too much buying for friends, but you know what I mean. Um, you know what I mean. You you don't know what I mean. I'm just a jerk. That's basically what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I don't feel a need to buy things for friends. Um, yeah. I think that, yeah, no, no, I think that's pretty common. I think only, like, you, you buy things sometimes for your really close friends. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's, yeah, family. Um, but, yeah, being, like, you know, a full-grown man, is I don't really need to, to be buying or receiving presents too much. I got pretty much, if I need something, I can get it, so that's all good. Um end of the year it is the it is the new year coming up um and i guess like a cool thing to do like a, you know magazines and websites and stuff do like their person of the year and like this person had the biggest influ influence on the on the world i was like yeah okay and, you know that's that's a fun activity to engage in i like sometimes doing that and i i like sometimes going to the online polls and voting and who, who i think the person of the year was because they made this this and that impact on the world but it did occur to me that I, like, maybe some of us, an interesting thing to think about would be, like, who is your person of the year? Like, your personal, like, for me, who is, who would I say is the person of this year? Like, who defined my year this year? Um, and I guess, I mean, maybe my mom and dad, <laughs> but I, I don't know, because there's probably a lot of people who could say that their mom and dad are the person of the year almost every single year. Uh, but, yeah, I think... So I'll put them on to the side for now. But the other person who I think is, like, my personal person of the year was is probably Mark Robertson. Not because he did anything, like, special this year that he hasn't done for the last, you know, couple of years, but just that I discovered this thing that he created called Ratfish, um... And, uh, and I discovered sort of, yeah, this community, uh, this year, and it seems that probably Mark Robinson would be, like, the, my person of the year, I think. Um, and there have been other years, like, probably in years past, it's been, uh, it's probably been Dave Morris, because he introduced me to improv, which was a, you know, really big thing in my life, but yeah, I think this year, yeah, Josh is person of the year, Mark Robertson, just letting him know that. Um, maybe I should buy him a present. Nah, he's fine. He doesn't need any presents. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he gets plenty from his family and from other people. Um, and isn't a mention on a podcast that almost no one listens to? Oh, I feel bad. I shouldn't say almost no one because whoever's listening to now, whoever's, if there is anybody listening now, yeah, that could be a problem. Maybe that nobody's listening at this point. Um, but they are, certainly, they are not nobody. Um, I don't know, like, you should, if you do listen to this podcast, like, you should say, like, I should come up with a secret word that you can, like, at this point in the podcast, and be like, the secret word is, uh, grumple nuts. And if you say that word to me, then I'll know that you listened all the way to the end of the podcast. Um, speaking of the end of the podcast... I think I'm going to start wrap, wrapping things up about now because i got to get get a little bit of food in me and then off to the Thursday night show. Just 
I'm just watching. I, I get to. I'm probably going to get to work the door, which is always nice for me. I always like working the door, but other than that, my extent of my participation is just to be an audience member and to stand in awe. Is that where audience comes from? The, the people who say awe? <laughs> I don't think that's where that is, but it could be. I get to stand in awe of the people at um, who do ratfish and stuff. So it's going to be fun. Um, what else can I talk about? Just before I go, I want to talk about... I just want to say thanks for listening, you people. And thanks for being a part of the Victoria, you know, the world of Victoria, whether that's... Um, <laughs> whatever you do for Victoria. I don't, I don't know if I can list off all the things, but if you're, if you're a performer or if you're a supporter or if you're a listener or if you just... Um, you know, if you're not even listening now, I thank you too for being here in Victoria and happiness. Um, and I, yeah, I feel Christmassy. I mean, I'll, I'll be back again next week. We'll, and I might have a guest, might not. Don't know. We'll find out. Actually, I probably won't because next week is looking like really busy with the holidays. In fact, I don't know if I'll get a podcast out for the for next week just because it might be. It might be Christmas. Yeah, one week from now it'll be Christmas Eve, so I don't know if I I don't know if I'll have time to record a podcast for you. Um, so if if I don't see you, and yeah, I guess the other thing is I'm not really like I I didn't really address this before, but and I've mentioned on the podcast that I'm not really religious, so I don't celebrate Christmas for the the religious reasons, but, you know, culturally, I, I can't help it, you know, it's just, uh, um, I guess I get a little bit of that, even though I, I said, did I say earlier in the podcast that I'm not that big on Christmas, but I know I have a little bit of those feelings, so I get that. Um, maybe we'll just say happy solstice, folks, happy solstice, and all the other holidays that happen in between, um, and, and yeah, we'll be back again, and we'll have more lovely times of you listening to me doing a podcast and me listening to other all the other podcasts and everything else okay so with that i am signing off love you all and bye-bye theme song <laughs>